Okotov Shabuatov, today's staff is the Samach Zion in Ksubis's live for four Shlomo, for Yosef's real Ben Chaim Michal and Allah's Ben Ruma. From the fifth line at the top of Samach Zion, Tanya, Amar of Lazar of Tzadik, we were discussing the issue of Nakdimon Ben Gurion's daughter, who, having uh, having lived through great wealth of her father, uh, everything you know went down and they lost everything and she became poverty stricken. Tanya, Amar of Lazar of Tzadik, Arab and Chama. No, that was Kabbalah Sabua. So Amar Lozer was a Arab, but even that's also a um, uh, that's not really his name. It was just an adjective name because he's Kabbalah Sabua. Because whoever goes in hungry, you know, like uh, like hungry as a dog comes out filled, but it's a different guy. Amar Lozer was like Arab Nachama. Like he was saying, like I, I shouldn't see the Nachama, I shouldn't see the Gula in Lorisi. Like it's a way of swearing. Lorisi, I saw her. Shahisim Laketas Orim Ben Talfaces. I saw her collecting. Um, barley from under the hooves of horses, and other so poverty stricken that she was collecting their garbage. Baaku in that city. Karosila, I called about when I saw that. I, I read the pasuk. I said the pasuk fitting the situation. Because in lo tevi lo chayafab anashim tzulach tzulach So what does it mean? In lo tevi Rashi explains if I don't follow your ways of the Torah, if I don't uh, part, you know, if I don't observe the Torah. Uh, you, uh, you, if you don't, if you don't observe the Torah, you, you beautiful among the women, tzilach, you'll go out in the footsteps of the of the uh, the, the flocks, and as you'll have to follow the the uh, the animals, and feed your kids there. Don't read it as as your kids, your your small goats, but rather as your body. In other words, if you don't follow the Torah, you'll be forced to eventually have to feed among the dung of the animals. You'll look for barley and uh, stuff under you know, uh, under cattle and, and uh, sheep food. You'll be looking for food there among their dung, among their footsteps. And that's what you mean over here because when you saw at the end of yesterday's off when she was questioned, what happened to all your father's wealth? Uh, they didn't um, they didn't spend it properly, right? They didn't give it stuck and they lost all their wealth. We learned yesterday that in the Mishnah is that when uh, when uh, he is given when the um, uh, they write into the Ksuba, when the Panlam writes into the Ksuba, if he writes in cash, cash. So at the time of the, at the time of the uh, of the Arisen, wherever when they get together and they make the Shidduch, if he gives them cash into the Ksuba, so they raise that by a third. It really means raising it by fifty percent. So if you gave a hundred dollars, he make it you write in there that he's responsible for one hundred and fifty dollars. It's a third out of the total amount. Why? Because that money will be spent, he'll invest that, and it's easy to make money. If you have money, it's easy to make money. So that's when it comes to cash. When it comes to uh, product like vessels, clothing, things of that that they write in, those they, they usually increase it by, uh, by uh, 20% uh, more, so you reduce it by, by that. So if he says, well, I'm giving you vessels worth $1,000, in the Ksubi writes in, I owe you vessels of $800. So they assume they inflate that. So we see a difference between cash and versus product versus uh, items. Now the Gemara is going to take off on that. Let's say she gave him gold into the Ksuba. Her family, her father wrote into the Ksuba gold. What is gold like? So he says, it's worth its regular value. You don't say that since it's not cash, uh, you reduce it by 20% that they inflated. No, you write it in its real value. If you gave gold worth $1,000, they write in the Ksuba, 
gold a thousand dollars. That's what we're going to deal with now. Mace fake. However, if you gold is like any, or if you have golden items, golden objects, golden jewelry, it's like any other vessels. Apparently, my love to Caleb because it isn't like silver, meaning that you, whatever the whatever they value it as, you assume that that was inflated by twenty percent. So you write down in the ksuba twenty percent less. Isn't that what it means here? So what do you mean? It's, you write its real value. You should reduce it by twenty percent. Isn't it my love to Caleb because if the pachsi that get devalued, lo Caleb shazov. It's like gold, the low pachsi. Gold doesn't get devalued as much as silver. That's what the Gemara means now. That's what it means. Um, it's uh, it's it's uh, uh, no gold gold doesn't value so it shouldn't say like Kalen, like all other vessels that get devalued you say well gold is different gold is like like its own kind meaning it's it's like it's like uh, vessels of gold because uh, all if you say Kalem stam Kalem stam means all Kalem, all vessels clothing everything like that because that should be devalued from the value that they place upon it at the time of the shidduch, right into the ksuba, 20% less. So it should say kekelev, ba'od. And here's another problem. When you try to say that kekelev, uh, that the gold has is, is got its real value, whatever's value at $1,000, you leave it at $1,000 and you don't reduce it, Tanya, we learn the following b'risa. Zov harei kekelev, gold is like him. Notice it says gold. It didn't say kekelev of gold. He said gold is like kekelev. Okay, didn't raise up. If it's gold in coins, money, then that's like Kesef. What do we say about Kesef? That you you up that by a third or by 50%, however you want to call it, up it by a third of milabar. So if you gave him $1,000, you would value it at $1,500. So that's gold coins. But gold itself is like Caleb. Well, let's, we, let's understand what does he mean by Caleb. We don't know yet. If a minute is that they don't, um, they don't exchange them. In other words, like you said, remember, uh, just to give an example, remember when we were young, people had silver dollars. They probably don't make them anymore. There was a time when they had silver dollars and nobody would spend that dollar, right? You'd always put that in a collecting uh, collector's uh, chest or something, right? You save those silver dollars or, or anything silver, right? In our time where they started the diluting the silver with the other kinds of with brass and stuff like that. So if you had a real silver one, you would save it. So if you didn't spend it, if they didn't exchange change it for other things, says Makum Shnei Gushal Apartin Shamanos So Varein Mishavon. If it's if it's uh it, then you don't add. Rav Shimon says apparently going on Din Rezov is like Kesef that you add on a third. Shimon says no. If it's not used in exchange, I'm saying it's not used as currency. You just hold on to it. Then you keep it at its value. Now let's understand what's Shimon going on. Shimon Hi, what's he going? Is he going on the Reisha when he says Zav Kalim? Or is he going on din resolve, which we said is more like is like cash, which you add on twenty, you add on add a third. Shemuel ha ilay masayfa. If it's going on the last part, mechal tanakam asavar field makim shenagu shalol afort. And what do you mean? Shemuel saying if a minig is not to use it for currency, then you keep it makim shenagu shalol afort and shemasavar ekeshavim. So what's the tanakam saying? Even makim shalol afort on you don't keep it at its value. What do, you, what do you think? What are you supposed to do? If, it, if you don't use it as exchange, so how could you say, what? even if it's not used as, as exchange, you add 50%, but it's not used in exchange. In other words, the whole idea of adding on 50% we saw yesterday is because the guy, the customer is going to take it and spend it and, and, and increase its value and invest, make money out of it. But if it's not spent, you can't make money out of it. So it doesn't make sense it's going on the safe El Lava Ratio. The ratio which said, oh, gold, the Tanya says, Zav is like Kalim. Uh, Kalim. And what's Mishim Mulyal saying? Oh, the ratio, Zav, okay, Kalim. 
my kalim kemsha kesef, meaning you devalue it by 20% because it was inflated to begin with. No, shows off. It's like cash. It's like golden coins. Right? In a place where if you don't, if you even if you don't um, if you don't uh, uh, use it as currency, so it's not devalued by twenty percent, but it's like Shmuel uh, was um, saying, gold gold is not devalued like kesef, like the Tanakama, but rather gold is like uh, gold. Like if, if you don't exchange it, it's like regular gold, meaning you keep it at its regular value. Fine, but what does the Tanakama say? We're assuming we'll go that the Rabbi Yochanan who started off this member by saying that he gave him gold. Gold is kept at its regular value. It's not, it's not a coin, so it's not increased by 50%, but it's not like other vessels that are devalued by 20%. But here, the Tanakama is saying, gold is what? Like Kalem, my Kem, Kem, Kesef. It should be devalued by 20%. So if everyone is talking about regular gold, why do you say that it's kept at its value? It's like any other vessel, any other Kalem, clothing, vessels, everything else, that's devalued by 20%. More slow. Low lama safety is really going on the safer. Shimulio is really going on the safe one. The safer that said the Tanakama said din raise off golden coins, coins are coins, they're increased by 50%. And what is he speaking about? Low lama safer, we're speaking about over here where these are not regular golden coins. Golden coins are only used, um, they're only accepted as cash, only with great difficulty. Well, welcome here's Machlokis Marsa keeping the Nafki since uh the the um, the Tanakama says, look, golden coins. What did the prices say there? Didn't raise off. I raise up. It's like cash. We add on fifty percent because you could use it as cash. Okay, not every place will accept it. Maybe the Makola won't take it as cash. But if you take it to other bigger, larger establishments, they'll accept it as cash, right? If you take a silver dollar, uh, I don't know if they even have them today. But if you have a, you showed up with a silver dollar at a, a big institution, they probably have to take it as a dollar, right? That's what means over here too. Whereas since it's only it can only be used with great difficulty, not every place will accept it. You don't increase it. So we're talking about golden coins. In other words, that's what you could say that Bryce is speaking about. So what do we what do we have here? Let's just let's just summarize here. Rabbi Yochanan said that if you gave gold, gold is not like cash, which is it's not cash. It's not, you don't increase by 50%, but it's also not like Kalim, which you decrease by 20%, but rather it's kept at its regular value. So the Gemara said, what do you mean? We have a bryson which says Zob is like Kalim. Kalim means it gets to value by 20%. It says no, it's a special Kalim of Zob, which don't. So the Gemara says, why didn't it say Kalim like its own? Don't say Kalim Stam, which means 99% of all other things, which are to be by 20%. It should say like Kalim of gold. That's one question. The second question was from the Brysa. The Brysa seems to indicate that Zob is like him. It is devalued by 20%, not that it's a regular value. So the Gemara says, no, the Brysa is not speaking about that. Uh, the Brysa is speaking about a case when he, uh, the Brysa is speaking about a case of um, gold. Uh, I mean, the, the Rav Shemuel is talking about, is speaking about gold coins, that, that he's talking about gold coins that he's arguing with the Tanakama when it's only used with great difficulty, only with great difficulty. So that's one answer, right? So the point is that when the Tanakama said uh, in, in the ratio that um, uh, when the Tanakama said he's, he said he's going on the Seifa, Rav Shemuel is arguing on the Seifa, we're talking about gold coins. But when the beginning of the Mishnah says, Zav, Kalim, we can't tell really what that means. Kalim in what sense? It's the Kalim of Zav, Kalim, we don't know for sure. It says, or I could tell you, or I could say, Kulab Shemuel. The whole price is really not that Shimuel is the only argument to say, the whole price is Shimuel. It's missing. Zov, Harei, Kalim. 
Zav is like Kalim. Din Rei Zav are in Zav is like Kalim, and maybe Kalim means its regular value, full, full value. A thousand dollars of gold is worth a thousand dollars. That's the right in Tzibah. Din Rei Zav, golden coins, is like cash. We add on 50%. That's only when it's used as currency. You could use it. But if you can't use it as currency, and it's like if the minig is that these gold coins are not used in exchange, not used as currency, so it has special value. And, 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 that's how, and that goes along with Rabbi Yochanan. As Rabbi Yochanan said, gold is different. Gold is not cash, and gold is not kalim, which are devalued. Gold is its regular value. And Rabbi Yochanan, in fact, is saying that. Become, so the Gemara says, Mikomo can be Caleb, me boy. Like, again, when Rabbi Yochanan started at the 2000s, Shimrab Rabbi Yochanan, Achnislozov, Shamnoso, or Eukishavov, and it's like its value, Mesve Hazov, or Eukikalem, right? The Bryce has said, it's like Caleb, isn't Caleb, Caleb, Stam, which are devalued? So Caleb shows off. But if that was said, that, that, uh, that don't get devalued. So it's just say, Caleb, and you didn't say that. So, so that's still Akasha. Because we have a Bryce which says that Zav is like Kalim, and Kalim means Kalim Stam. That's still a process. That's still a, a bit of a Kasha. Kasha. Okay, that's a Kasha, but it's not the end of the world. Because you could say when the Bryce said, the first Bryce said, it's Zav Kalim, it means, you know, it means Kalim of Zav. It doesn't mean Kalim of Kesef, which is Stam Kalim. Okay, that's a bit of an answer. But at this point, we're saying Belchon still says that if you gave Zav real gold, gold is like it's keeps its regular value. Gold you know, holds on to its value and uh, it's not inflated, not deflated, whatever you mark it, that's what it is. And the Brysa that talked about the, the Tanakama there, it's the Brysa Zavar Enkikalim, Din Rezav Enkikzafim, that's Din Rezav. Talking about Din Rezav, if Shimuliel says one way or the whole Brysa, gold coins are, are like, like coins, like cash. And if they're using currency, you can add up 50%. If not using currency, they still maintain their value. We don't care about appreciation. That goes to her that's fine. Yeah. In other words, gold can go up in value dramatically. But we're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. We're talking about only depreciation or cash. In other words, if it's cash, if it's cash, we assume it's worth he's committing himself to that in the case of cash. That's what we saw yesterday. But if it's if it's non-cash, then they 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 inflate it at the at the uh, shidduch by 20%. So in the Ksubi, he writes 20% less. Here today we're dealing with a new thing, gold. What do you do with gold? Is gold. If it's coins, then it's like cash. If it's not coins, then it's not coins. So we have this debate. Rabbi Yochman says if it's just regular gold, it doesn't get devalued. It's 50, it stays at its regular value. That's what he writes in the Ksubi. Of course, it could appreciate in real life. It could appreciate or depreciate. But the question is, what's his commitment to in the Ksuba? What, so what is, we don't care. That's fine. We don't care. We don't care. Right. Even if it depreciates, we don't care. The question is, what does he have to write into the right. Ksuba? What is, what is his commitment? When get it, when receiving Kalem, he has a commitment of 20% less. Receiving gold, we're saying he has a commitment of full value. What do we mean by that? Dava Picha means large uh, large gold, uh, you know, gold uh, pieces, pieces of gold. Rashi explains, talks about maintaining its 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 uh, value. He's talking about large pieces of gold. The mission is speaking about small pieces. Small pieces. So when the Mishnah says 
that this will answer the kasha, the kasha of k-lov, right? If it's small, if it's small uh, like gold dust, you know, small pieces, that's like other kalim, and that gets the value. That's what it means that gold is like kalim, all kinds of kalim. If everyone's speaking about large pieces of gold, large chunks of gold, or bars of gold, or whatever, large bars of gold maintain their value. Rashi Yomar, the mamala. Mamala Rashi says it's like dak dak shosav. It's also something that's got gold or gold that's mined from the ground. That's also like gold dust, and that gets devalued. That's like any other kelly. Now we're talking about things that are very valuable. The spices from Antukya, they had very valuable. If they put that into the ksuba, and there's the final rights into the ksuba, we're giving you this as you know as part of the dowry, and you're responsible for it, and you have to return that. That's like cash. It's so good, it's so, it's so valuable that it's like cash and he can invest that and he has to write in 50% more to the Arbaya, Arabian camels, also very valuable. She can collect her from them. Now, what do we mean by that? I'm, I'm going with Tosa's interpretation because Tosa, Rashi says Parna here means Revachlish. Again, Rashi says that the uh, we're, that we talk about golden camel, uh, uh, Arabian camels, it's like the Antuchian uh, spices, which are like cash, and like other cash, or like bin Rezov, cash, you got increased by more. And Rashi says, Gamal Shavavi is also her profits from them, you'll get 50% more. Tosa says, what do you mean? The Lushan is not the same, it's just saying, if you're talking about that it's worth 50% more, that's what he has to commit to, so it should say, Ksafim. Tosa says, no, we're talking here about, about about uh, she can collect the meaning normally we've learned this before. Yorshim get whatever's there. You inherit it. Let's say there is no wife. Father dies, left a million dollars. We don't care if it's in cash, diamonds, property, clothing, whatever it is. They inter- they get everything. Ksuba is not that. Ksuba is is a mishuba, the, the security for their ksuba is karka. That's the general idea. These things though are so valuable that she can rely on them, right? Because Kaka, she relies on, like we had the other day, we had it for a few days already. Cash, you know, sure, we cash. You know, by the time we get divorced 80 years from now, that cash will be gone or they'll have other kinds of cash, right? So it doesn't rely on that. But this is so valuable that she would rely on that. That's what Tosis learns. And that's why I go over Parnami. And that's the Parnami. Parnami means collecting the Suba. Rashi says, we're talking about the increase of 50%, but Tosis doesn't make sense. Omra Papi, Hani Tusfi, the Beimachsi also, Clothing of that area, Beimachse, these kind of clothing also, very valuable, right? He collects her parna. And uh, here, Rashi is not as clear, but presumably he's going like Tosfus that she likes Uksuba, Bamra Papi, Hani Saki, the Rudya, valuable, Rudya, they had very valuable sacks. Ashley, the Kamkunya, all of the Kamkunya, they had very valuable ropes, expensive stuff. And here, even Rashi goes back and says, we're talking, he says, Lazeshamati, says Rashi. Here I heard we're talking about the Ksuba, she collected, even though normally she only collects from Karka, not Metalfin. Here we don't say that, because this is like Karka. So it's, Rashi seems to say, Here I heard that it's Ksuba, but in the first one, the Parn is not the Ksuba. It's a little bit strange. The Tosa makes more sense over here. We're talking about things that she relies on, even though they're not Karka, she relies on this. Amarabha. Maresha, I mean, I used to think, they would keep large uh, cash deposits and bags of cash. Uh, I used to think that a woman 
woodcutters suffer from that because she relied on that. People kept cash in large sacks. They, they depended on that. In other words, she figured that her suffer will be collectible from that because that's always around. Once I saw the shakhlilu, that when they get their hands on the cash, they take the nafli, they go out to Chimashkichiara as soon as they find a piece of land that's available on a Choresh or anywhere else, they buy it, they use that cash to buy property. Amina, I realized, they only really depend on the karka. As soon as they have any cash, they spend it on the on land, on, on Nadlan, on, on real estate, because they don't really rely on cash. So the idea here is that Subin generally is only collectible from cash, from, from uh, karka, because that's what they rely on. There are exceptions for other cases where people keep these things and they don't, uh, maybe they don't sell them, they don't get rid of them and they maintain their value. But generally, Ksuba is, is only collected from Karka. That's what she relies on, or, as opposed to orphans, which collect their uh, Yerusha from everything. Let's say a man marries off his daughter, and we've learned before that he is encouraged to give a big dowry, and they write into it that if he has any you know, grandsons, uh, they will collect his Ksuba if his, wife, if his daughter dies. They will get the ksuba over and above shares that their other half brothers have get all that we encourage him. But let's say he marries her off and he didn't say anything, give her a dowry. We have some each give her 50 zoos. And we'll talk about these are the cheap zoos and not the uh, not the word they're worth eight times as much that Suri. These are the cheap zoos. He gives it, you should, that's the minimum. You should give her at least that. Plus, let's say he says, Look, I don't have any money. You understand, I understand you're in the diamond business, the son-in-law, you 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 can support her. I'm sorry, I'm not giving her anything. The husband shouldn't say, when I marry her, when I consummate, I'll, then I will cover her up with my clothing. Uh, if, if that was the agreement that the father says, I can't give anything, I have no money, then the husband should send her clothes, proper clothing, even before they get married. The same thing applies to the man who marries off, even like from the public funds, you're marrying off an orphan. That's the minimal amount. In other words, from the Kupash of Stockholm, or whoever is assigning the money should at least give 50 sos. If there's more money in the, we'll talk about in the in the charity fund, if you can afford more, and as if there's more, we're talking about somebody who is being already supported from the charity, right? You're talking about an orphan who has nothing, should at least give 50 sos. If there's more money in the charity box, you could afford to give more, and they came from a family that was more mechubad, you should try to uh, to uh, support this uh, this uh, orphan according to the means, according to this lifestyle that he was accustomed to. We're talking about simple coins, like the cheaper ones. What's it called? Zuzi Medina, not the Zuzi Tsure, which are only an eighth of the value. Now, how do we know? Because if there's money in the charity fund, you give, you give him, he says, her, uh, I, said, I said orphan, orphan girl, right? Uh, it says, uh, if there's more, you support her according to the manner in which she was accustomed to. I mean, in my case, what do you mean? Explain that to mean if she's supported from the stocker. So it says, if there's more money, you give her more. If you're talking about the 50 zoos that we're talking about, whether it's the 50 zoos that the father should give to his daughter if he can afford it, or the 50 zoos that you give to an orphan girl to marry her off, if we're talking about real 50 zoos, that's a lot of money. Uh, so if there's money in the charity, how much do you give her? She's already got a, that's a substantial dowry right there, the 50 big zuzan. We're talking about the 50 zuzan, we're talking about the minimal amount that a father should give his daughter or that she give chair, a, chair, a girl from charity, an orphan girl. That's, we're talking about the cheap, uh, the cheap uh, uh, 50 zuz, not the good, not the good zuzan, but the cheap zuzan. And therefore, if 
there is more money in the stock fund, you can and you can support her there. You do that. Let's say you have both an orphan boy and an orphan girl who are coming for support, and you don't have enough to go around to both of them. You first take care of the girl. Then you give the boy. Because the, the custom is, it's normal for a boy to go begging. For girls, it was less common in those days to go out begging. It was harder for her. Therefore, we support her first. Obviously, you can support both. You do both. You first take care of the girl, then the boy. Similar thing, they both need to get married. Again, Nasina see Yasami, you first marry off the girl, and then the boy. Not just the collecting, but it's more embarrassing for a girl to be alone than for a boy. A boy can go out and work, etc. It's much easier for a girl, so you take care of the girl first. Man, a boy comes, an orphan comes to get married, he has no money. What do you do for him? Sokolo bias, you first rent a, a, a dira for him, first rent a, an abode, a place to live. And then you get him a bed. And all his necessary needs, all his vessels. The first thing is you have to have a house. You shouldn't you know, get married. They should be able to have a place to live. So you first give them a house and a bed and all the things. And then you find them a wife. Then you marry them off. You make a wedding from Shnemar. Postic says if a person's poor, you should support him. Enough for whatever he's missing. Which is missing to him. Those words seem to be extra, right? A little bit redundant. I'll tell you why you have to have all those words. Zemachsar means the house. Asher Yachsar, what she's missing, Zemita, that's the bed, the shulchan, and a table, some place to eat on. Lo, says Zemachsar, lo, Zemachsar, that's a woman. Chain woman says, lo, Ezer Kenegdo, I'll get a woman for him, I'll get for Adam, lo, a woman, right? Ezer Kenegdo, who will be, it will be uh, a uh, help for him. So that's why it says, Zemachsar, a house, Asher Yachsar, that's, a bed and a table low is the woman. That's the order in which you have to supply him. You have to give him what he's missing, things that he's necessary for him to live. You don't have to make him wealthy. The guy comes and he's poor, so you support him to basic, his basic needs. You don't have to more. But what he's missing, what, what, what's included what he's missing? He needs a, he needs a car. The guy needs a car, right? Get him a cheap car. He needs a horse. So he has to go someplace, right? He's got to go to work. But ever the rest of him, somebody to help him. He needs a he needs an aid. Right? Ever loves up and ever to uh, to run in front of a meeting to help him. For a poor a poor uh, orphan who was a son of uh, good standing people, but now he was poor and and, and alone. So he got for him uh, Right, from this uh, this this singular uh, boy, a horse to ride on. The and he got for him a evet to support him, to help him, to run in front of him. If he couldn't find an evet, and he himself, he himself did that. Ran three three miles in front of him. In other words, he took care of him for a while personally. Some say that he did this sin when they were in a place where they didn't know where he was because if it's a zakah they don't it's improper to do that. But whatever point is that Hillel took it upon himself to supply the needs of the poor orphan. The story with the people from the upper Galilee. They took for a poor person who came, poor, a poor kid who came from a good family, from that town, let's call it a pound of meat. They got him a pound of meat. Every day they gave him a pound of meat. So they gave him lunch. What's the big deal? 
They're telling a story. They gave him a pound of meat. What's the big finish in that? So he gave lunch. No, they gave him the best of meat. They gave him fowl. That was, uh, even though he was poor, they gave him a very good, proper meal, really. They didn't give him a pound of meat. They gave him meat, which, which is bought for a litra for a pound of coins. In other words, it was very, they spent a lot of money on him. She had Buster Bioka, the money, the, the meat was expensive and they had to spend a lot of money. They did that too, right? The Baisema, Belitra Buster Mamish. In other words, litra, a meat, they spent a litra, a pound of coins. Rashi Yomar, Hassan Farkatna, I'll tell you what it was. Really, we're speaking about just meat, simple meat. And that wouldn't be such a big fetish. It was like lunch. But Rashi it was a small village. And every day they killed the whole animal just for this kid. In other words, there was a small village where there was no market in the meat. There wasn't a lot of, there was nobody to sell it to. So every day they had to, uh, you know, they didn't have refrigeration in those days and freezers and stuff. So yeah, if you want to give him meat, you had to slaughter an animal each day. They had to slaughter a whole animal just to give him a pound of meat. And as the point is, is that you have to take care of the poor. Who does like a man came from the Amalek? Rabbi Nachman said to him, okay, uh, so what's your normal meal? You, you need to eat. What do you normally eat? You know, I'm a shaman behind Yashin. I eat fat meat and aged wine. I'm, I eat very well. Yeah, So Nachman said, look, all I have here is lentils. Would you like to eat lentils? I don't have that. I'm not, a, I'm not accustomed to that fancy living. All I have is lentils. So he did that, Dadashim. So he, that's all he had. So he gave him lentils. Mace, the kid died. I don't know if he was a kid, it was a man. So I, I, I always, I mean, I used to eating a big fancy meal. All he had was lentils. He ate the lentils and he died. Omar, Nehemiah said, Well, to this person, obviously, you know, I killed, I didn't, not intentionally, but I killed this, you know, poor, this poor guy, you know, he had to live on my food and he died. Why didn't he say, Nehemiah, woe well, unto Nehemiah, he killed him, Shahargul as they killed him. The answer is not Nehemiah's fault. Me uh, boy, that's what he should have said. Why did he say, oh, this poor guy that uh, that was killed by Nehemiah? Why did he say, oh, it's Nehemiah who killed him? Uh, talking about himself. He should not have, um, have pampered himself by living on such a high kulihai, such a standard. In other words, the guy doesn't have money. What's he eating all that fancy food and drinking the, the aged, expensive wine? It was his own fault. He died. Oh, Where was he getting it? I guess uh, somebody was giving it to Some him. Yeah. It or, or maybe he used up all his money on the fancy food. Maybe that was, you know, he, yesterday was his, he spent his last, you know, $2,000 on an expensive right. meal. Yeah, he spent all his money on that. Uh, so it's his own fault. Who else like him? Rabbi came, man came for Rabbi. Amalo, So Rabbi also said, What do you normally eat? Amalo, Batanagolis, Patuma, a fat, juicy uh, chicken. That's what I normally eat. Amalo, are you not worried about, uh, you know, about falling on the tzibur, about the difficulty that you're, the pressure you're putting on the tzibur? You don't have any money. And this is what you take the money and you use the money for this expensive food. Aren't you concerned about, uh, you know, the difficulty that you are putting on the tzibur if you're used to eating such kind of food and you have no money? What am I eating the tzibur's money? God gives us the food, right? I'm eating from God. Yeah, the Tanini we learn. We say every day, three times a day. The eyes of all wait for you, God. 
and you gave them you give them the food in its time. It doesn't say in its season, like you know, apples in the apple season, oranges in the orange season, uh, wheat in the wheat season. in his time. Hashem gives everybody their own meal in its time. People, uh, Hashem is giving you the food. What do you mean I'm getting to the tzibur? It's coming from Hashem. So Adahochi, while this was this conversation was going on, Osi Rava, Rava, who was the host here, his sister showed up. He hadn't seen his sister for 13 years, and she showed up. and she brought as a gift Tanagos Tuma Yashin, just exactly the food that that poor person wanted. The Omar, Rava said, Mai de Kamo, look what's going on over here. You know, <laughs> this is what he asked for. And the, I don't have that kind of food, and it just showed up. Didn't say, by the way, the Rava didn't have the food. He just said to him, don't you think you're you're pushing things a little bit by uh, demanding such food and putting pressure on the tzibur? So he says, well, the food just showed up now. Obviously, maybe the man has a point that God supplies his food, right? Because this girl, my sister, just showed up with that food that he wanted. Amalei and Anesokai spoke too much. I apologize. Kumachol, get up and eat. Here's your meal. I'm not arguing with you. Tanar So this is the answer to the guy's money? Yes. Get it from God. What do you want from me? Well, he just said, he didn't really say that. It wasn't his answer. His answer is, "Don't no, you think you're?" Answer. He says, "Don't you?" Rubba said, well, "Don't you think you're? Have. Don't you think you're putting too much pressure on the seaboard?" And he said, "Listen, it's from God. It's not from me, you know, yeah, right? It is from God. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's through a person, right? It doesn't fall down. It comes through a person." Tanarabana, we're at the second of the widest lines on the page, halfway down the page. Tanarabana, ain't low. Let's say a man doesn't have any money. Ain't let's let's find this, but he's proud. He doesn't want to take anything from the seaboard. The man's dying. He's starving. But he's too proud to take any food. No snow, we should boss. So you tell him it's a loan. I'll tell you what, we're going to give you a loan. Make him feel good. It's a loan. You'll pay it back. Give him that. Afterwards, afterwards, <laughs> they usually don't pay back anyway, right? When it's a loan, they don't pay back loans anyway. Then you turn it into a gift. You want to give it to him, he doesn't want to take it as a gift. He's too proud. He's a good man. You tell him it's a loan. And then you convert it into, you You know, you, you, you mock the loan. That's what Mary said. No. No snow, we Right away, you give it to him. First, give it to him as a gift, and then you turn it into a ball. Take more shematana. He just said, "What do you mean, give it to him as a gift? He doesn't want to take it. Hello, shekel. He won't take it if it's a gift." Amrava You first tell him, please take it as a gift. Right? If he doesn't take it as a gift, then you give it to him as a matana. In other words, if a man doesn't want to. The, the, the mayor said, "Give it to him as a loan. Don't even start with him. Give it to him, as a loan, then convert it into a loan." The chum say you should first offer him as a gift. If he doesn't want to take it as a gift. Because that's being straight with him, not telling him it's a loan, and then not uh, not uh, not uh, claiming the loan, but rather tell him first if it's it's a gift. If he doesn't want to, then you can then you could offer him as, as a loan. Yesh Let's say, right? Let's say yesh means here he has money, he has food, he has money, but he doesn't want to use his own. <laughs> he wants you to give him this meal, right? He has his own money, but he doesn't want to use his own. He wants to take him to Zebra. No stone shimatani, you give it to him as a gift, but chosman from him, metal. You give it to him as a gift, but then you demand it back. You, you pay now. You get paid back. Sulo shakal, he won't take it again. In other words, if a guy has a custom, he doesn't want to eat his own from his own money. He always wants to take your money, he always wants to eat from your food. Right? So you say, Oh, you give it to him uh, as a gift. Uh, you give it to him, what do you, you give it to him? And then you demand it back. But if you demand it back, he won't take it again. And he's, and he's going to starve himself. What do you do? Amar Papa, Lachamisa, after he dies, you claim it, right? After he dies, you take it back from him. 
man wants to, man's dying. He won't, you're so cheap that he won't eat his own food. He only wants to give, so what you do is you give it to him and then you claim it back. You keep a cheshbon, he takes a receipt. And after death, you claim it back from his estate. Shimon Omer, but it's not really a gift. It's not a gift. It's not a gift, but, he, but he's going to die. The man's going to die. So that's what you do. But Shimon says, no. Yesh Levan says this part is if he has money, he doesn't want to eat it from his own. He wants to take from you. Hey, you don't have to attend to him. Let him die. I mean, why, why should we have to, I, have, I should give it to him to keep him alive. And then I'll take it back from after his death. We, we give him, a, you know, we, we're a Balchov. The Tzibra's Balchov. They wrote a, re, a receipt. They gave it to him. They gave it to him claiming, you know, that uh, he took it and he's going to give it back. We just, we told him it's a gift that he shouldn't die. Shimon says, what are you worried about him? If he doesn't want to eat from his own, let him die. If, let's say, he doesn't have, so Shimon says, if he doesn't have any, any food, doesn't have any money, and he doesn't want to take yours, and we want it, we don't want him to die, Omla, we take, have a mashkin, make him feel good this way. Tell him, listen, give us a mashkin. You want something? Give us a mashkin. So it means we're showing that we're going to take it back, that it's a loan. The tool. So his feelings should be raised. He should feel good about himself. Oh, in other words, Rashi explains, even if he's not, he doesn't have a mashkin, he doesn't have what to give him. He doesn't have anything, right? So they say, give us a, uh, give us some, give him, give us a uh, collateral, you know, give us a pledge. So, you know, we can claim back from, even though at the end they said, if you don't have a pledge, give it as a loan. But the fact that they said, give us a pledge, that shows that, you know, he feels they're serious enough that they're going to claim it back and he won't be as embarrassed. He'll feel good about himself and he'll try to pay it back. Tell about him. Have they lend him the money? He says, Have they tell me that you have to lend him the money? Lend him the one who doesn't have and he doesn't want to take, uh, he doesn't want to take from the Tzibor. Lend it to him. Because he give it to him like the Tanakam said before. What's that double ocean? He doesn't want to eat from his own. You give him as a gift. Like we said before, like Tanakam said before, you claim <laughs> So the Aved lend it to a person. That's a person who, who doesn't have and he doesn't want to take. So give it to him as a loan. And then convert it into a gift. Tavitenu is a person who's starving himself because he doesn't want to eat from his own. So you'll give it to him as a loan, as a gift, Ki'ilu as a loan, as a gift, but then you'll take it back from him after he death because Divaret's Rebuta says that Rebuta is like the Tanakam before. Like Shimon said, if he has money and he doesn't want to eat his own, he wants to come to you. Don't attend to him at all. Let him die. What's the double ushan for? What's Tavitenu? If it's not referring to somebody who has and doesn't want to eat from his own, speaks a bit. Tavitenu just means lend money. Lend money to the person who doesn't have and doesn't want to take. Lend it to him and uh, and then convert it into a loan. Marukva, Marukva was a great Baltstaka, and there was a poor person in his neighbor, Davirago Koyuma, every day, every day in the door socket, Marukva would come by. And uh, surreptitiously, without you know, without being seen, would stick four zoos in the door socket, the hole there where the uh, where the door the door uh, circled around, and the door socket. He would put four zoos there. Yomacha uh, one day, Omar Ezel the poor person saw every day there was four zoos there. He said, "Let me go check who's giving me that money. I'd like to see who it is that's giving me the money." Rukh wanted to do a pitzina, right? Matan b'seiser. So, um, so this poor person said, uh, one day he said, who's doing this good for me? Who's doing me this favor every single day? That day, he was late coming home from Beis Medrash learning. So his wife came to pick him up. 
He was late, so she went to see where he was. So she went to the base medish and she escorted him home. Kim the Chazua, the Kamatsli late. Now, once the poor person saw that now Marukva was now with his wife, and he and uh, he saw that they were moving Ladasha, they saw him moving. They, they Marukva saw, I mean, Marukva, the poor person saw that a man and a wife were were moving the door there, like they were, they were, it was them. They were the ones who were putting the door. Nafukas said he was he was running after them. They were covered up. He saw them from far that they were doing it. So he was running after them to see uh, to seek their identity. Rod, uh, Rod McVeigh, they ran away. They didn't want to be seen. They they wanted to do total amount the say so that they didn't know uh, that uh, that he shouldn't see who gave them the money. Rod McVeigh, he ran. So Rod McVeigh, they ran away from before him. I will sooner they came. Lahuituna, they went into a furnace. Davigufa Nura. Uh, um, uh, they went into a furnace whose the fire had just been swept out, but the, the, the furnace was still hot. It wasn't they wouldn't run into a fire, but they ran into a furnace that was still very hot, even though it had been swept out. The Marukva's feet were burning. He was standing in there, all trying to hide that the poor person should not see who it was. Amalek Visu's wife told him, Shkoka, take your, your feet, put them on my feet. I'm not being singed. Your feet are being are burning. Mine aren't. Uh, he felt very bad. He said his wife has more bigger schuyos than him. In other words, miraculously, his wife wasn't being burned, but his feet were being burned. Amrle, she told him, "No, don't worry. It's not your fault. I'm always at home. And when the poor people come to me, I give them bread, meat, wine. I give them directly the food. They eat directly from me. That's a big schus. You, you give them." At shul, you give them a couple of shekels. They got to take the money, buy the food, etc. Your schusism is great. I'm giving the food directly. You're doing it in a roundabout way, not directly, and therefore uh, your schusism is great. But you still have a big schus. Michael, why do they go to this extreme, running away from the guy, running into a hot furnace, just to just so they should not be seen and not uh, by by the poor person? Again, not to embarrass him. Dumber Moses is a famous line. Dumber Moses about to be Amarav. A person should rather die, burn himself, uh, in, uh, and be consumed in a burning furnace not in order not to embarrass somebody. They don't want to embarrass him because they, if he would see who they were, it would be embarrassing every time they would look, every time he would see them. And how do we know this? Well, of course, from the same story from Tamar, that uh, she had had beer with, uh, with Yehuda. The Sidhim would say she was being taken out to the to the uh, to be burnt at the stake, and uh, and and she didn't want to, and she said, you know, these are the kalim of the person who had beer with me, and she didn't want to reveal who it was. She says, if he's not willing, if Yehuda's not willing to reveal himself, I will die. A person would rather die than embarrass somebody. Another story of Marukva. This was the guy that he gave four zus to every day. The previous story, he had put him in the door socket. There was another poor person that he would send four hundred zus to every Arab Yom Kippur. That was a lot of money. Either it would be a big schuss for him to give stuck before Yom Kippur, and also because the man would need for uh, uh, for the suit on Arab Yom Kippur, he would send him four hundred zus. One day, one day he sent it with his son. Ramukva didn't take the money himself. He sent it with his son. Also, the son came back. Omer le lotzarach. Dad, you didn't have to send the four hundred dollars. He doesn't need the money. Omer my chazes, my chazes, my chazes. What did you see? Why do you know he doesn't need the money? The chazoy the kamezalfi le yain yoshin. I saw that they were sprinkling old, aged, expensive wine in front of him, just sprinkling in front of him to make a nice aroma in the house. Somebody who lives on that high standard 
doesn't need your charity. That's what the son said. Amar, whoa. So Murphy said, he is so sensitive. He's so uh, particular, so pampered, right? That uh, I finu, I'll double the amount. He doubled the amount. You have to give him the, the, the way, way of life the sin that, he's, that he's used to, the standard, keep him on a, on, a, on, a, on a standard of life that he's accustomed to. When Murphy was dying, Bring me my charity accounts. I want to check, make sure that I'm uh, up to up to speed, giving all my charity. It says there, he had seven thousand sianki dinners. It's a lot of money, and uh, he had that money in his account. That, that, that doesn't say that he was short. You know that he that he was late paying the money. He just said, "Oh, I got a lot of money there." My provisions are scant or are, are, are small, meaning he was dying. And he said, the schus that I have are scant, not very much. It's a long road. That was an example. You're going on a long path and you don't have a lot of provisions with you. So here he was saying, like, I'm going on the path, you know, to Olamabo and I don't have a lot of schus with me. Come, he got up, he gave away half his estate to Tzedakah. And then only the other half went to the, uh, went to Yorshim. How could you do that? We had back 20 blad ago or 17 blad ago, you shouldn't give more than a fifth of your assets. They say that's for a particular mitzvah, right? You shouldn't give more than a fifth. Why? Because if you give away all your money, you will come to fall upon the tzibah because you'll be poor. So that's when a person's living. Because uh, maybe he'll, 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 turn, he'll turn poor. He gives everything away. And he himself will be in need of stuck. But here the man was dying. There was no problem. He was might in the Yerusha to his kids, but that he's allowed to do. Pardon? He didn't, he didn't care about the Yerusha. Right. Like, it's all thing. He gave it away. He, he's entitled to give it away. And that's what Yerusha said. Rabba, another story with the third day of He would tie the money in a, in a cloth, let's say in a sack or something, and put it on his back, and make himself available to the poor people. In other words, he didn't want to hand the money to the poor people. They shouldn't see who it is, and he, that he, he shouldn't see them. So he would hang it on his back. You know, put it like I put it in the back so that the neum would take him there. But he'd still look a little bit to make sure that the uh, the schnorrers who don't need the money, the the scoundrels who are the crooks, you know, that they shouldn't take, right? Because if you think the guy's got money on his back and he's giving it away, you get all kinds of tracks, all kinds of vermin. Rachmina had a poor person that he would send four zoos to every Friday. Yumachai, one day she was in a Nilibiadris, so and one day he sent it in the hands of his wife. His wife took the money. He wasn't available. He was busy learning. He sent the money with his wife. Uh, also, she came. She came back. He doesn't need the money. Uh, so my my husband, what did you see? Why did you see that you say he doesn't need the money? Shamay, I heard that. They told him, How will you be eating today, sir? Will you be eating with the silver cloths or with the golden cloths? You know, how will you be taking your meal today, sir? That's what they spoke to him. So Omar, so he didn't say, I'm going to double the amount, right? He didn't say that. Omar, says, we should be grateful to these crooks, to the crooks. Listen, be grateful to these crooks who you say, they, they're looking for money and they, they have their own. It wouldn't be for them. We'd be sinning every day. We'll call you like to a din if you don't give money, you'll if you if you uh, avert your eyes from the from the aniyim, uh, you'll you'll be considered a sinner. What did he say there? Rabbi Shua Omer, Rabbi Shua Omer says, 
If you turn your eyes away from giving stock, it's like you're doing a Barazara. Whether some of you feel like you say you're not gonna you're gonna you're not gonna give money to the poor when it comes to Shemitah, etc. You're, you're like turn your turn your eyes away, not give them. It says Liyal Viksiv Hosam when it by Avodazar says Yasamat Yatsu Anoshim Benevaliao that people who are you know without a yoke, the people who are doing a Barazar, Malan Avodaskhabn, Afkan Avodaskhabn. So the point is he said that. Uh, you'll have a sin if you turn your way, eyes away from giving tzedakah. It's like doing a barazara. So why did he say I'm grateful to the Ramon? Because if it wouldn't be for the Ramon, we'd be sinning every day. Because there's always people that we turn away. We didn't give as much tzedakah as we should have, or we turned away. We didn't give them anything. Thank God that the, some of them are crooks. That we can lie. That the reason we don't give everybody is because a lot of them are crooks. And thank God for them. That's what he said. Thank God for the crooks. Because if it wouldn't be for them, if they'd all be honest beggars and we don't give them everything, we, we're the ones who are bad, right? So thank God some of them are quick, so it's not so bad. All right, we'll pick them here tomorrow from Tunnel Have a good day, everybody. Shabbat